Hello, listeners. Welcome to another episode on Rising Above Shadows of Abuse, Raza, with Grace Her. Today, we'll be looking at the theme, sex workers. Why do women, mostly women, go into sex work? And are they often abused? We've got uh, the saying that says, if you can pay for it, you can rape for it. I have on this episode an experienced therapist, Sharon Anderson, who's worked with some sex workers. And I'm actually seeking her opinion about this particular topic. Welcome, Sharon. Can you tell our listeners um, the work you do sometimes with sex workers? Well, I'm, you know, my work is therapy. I have worked with um, some clients who've worked um, as sex workers. And um, so I, I guess, you know, I, I'm, I'm just really coming from a, a view that is is held and probably not as popular, but I, I just wanted to be a little bit controversial and challenging the I, the notion of sex work. Um, just, and this isn't this isn't a view that that I'm you know in terms of sex workers, I'm not criticizing sex workers and their choices for taking on sex work, and I'm all for for keeping them safe because I can see that this is an industry that can be open to abuse. But I just wanted to look at it from the perspective of why women ever need to go into sex work in the first place. Um, and although some may argue that it, it makes them feel liberated and they can earn better money than flipping burgers in McDonald's, I always also feel that um, that, that it, it, it just creates a bigger problem around women's roles and, and empowerment in society. And also I would argue that sometimes men assume that they have a right to sex, that, that, that it's something that they can purchase and um, what kind of um, message it might send men and how they manage their sexuality in, in, in life. And the idea, you know, and, and the, the notion of masculinity in particular and um, the thought that, um, you know, there was a saying that, you know, if there weren't enough sex workers, there may be more rapes. Um, and I've now heard it argued that it's because there are sex workers that men who can't afford it may feel that um, they 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 would rape or they would feel, you know, because there's so much onus on men at, at being at, over-sexualized and, and how that might feed into their sense of masculinity you know is it a biological urge or is it a culturally created urge yeah I just like to explore that actually I mean it's quite a long introduction so would you say uh it's quite disparaging for women um to be sex workers and I'm wondering do they really have a job description yeah I mean you know it you you could I mean, in some countries, I know it's more regulated, I guess, that, that they, you know, they have safety checks and that they see it as, as a kind of profession that they may have chosen to go into. But the whole industry of sex work um, has has many stories of abuse, many stories of disempowerment, many stories of women feeling they've got no other choice because of the lack of opportunity and jobs that are out there. Um, you know, you've got you've got the more, I would say, high end of the sex work industry where you get the escorts and they feel that they're wined and dined and and they give the 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 man a punter sex and um and they get a very good lifestyle out of it 
and then you get the more middle and darker side of it where women are in really vulnerable states and they feel they have no choice i mean even to an extent where you'll get a mother feeling that she has to sell her body to feed her kids and um there are reports that that's increasing with the cost of living crisis that we're now going through so I, i'm just a and one of my concerns is that sex work and they're talking about legalizing it, decriminalizing it, as if it's it, it, as if it's something that, you know, if you were at university or, or at school, you would go into your careers office and say, can I have um, a pamphlet on sex work, you know, as a, as a career option? It, it, it's it's kind of worrying because it is around sex and um, in terms of, of men's entitlement to women and... Um, being able to pay for it like a commodity. And um, it, it's also a part of life that's very intimate. So I don't, um, and, and the clients that I've had, they've, they've had um, very mixed feelings and a lot of um, concern over that the, the, this wasn't a first choice. You know, it, it was something that they did feel empowered at a time. Um, in some respects, some clients felt quite empowered by it, but there was also a sense of it's not something that they they still felt a sense of shame. They um, wanted a career where they felt that they could share and talk about it, dinner parties. You know, they felt they had to hide it from their family. So you know, there, there are a lot of risks around it. It's psychologically and emotionally. So, um. And I just it just concerns me that it's being normalized as if it's just a, a career option. And um, I feel that with the internet and the increase in pornography and over sexualization of, of of so much of um of what it means to be a man and a woman, I, I feel that we need to have other conversations about it. It's been often said that sex is something that should be intimate. It should be loving, but some sex workers find it as something ordinary. And I was wondering if they've become desensitized. Well, um, I mean, it, it, there are sort of research that can't, says some do, some don't. You know, you get different research coming up with different things. And I, you know, this isn't, uh, you know, I'm not, we're not coming here to deliver all the research on it. I think people should go out and do the research. There will be women who've worked in as madams and in prostitution and actually said it, it's something they regret and they would never encourage others, other women to go into it. And you've got others who say that they totally separate their work as a sex worker from their intimate life. And some of them say that they can have loving relationships with a partner. And when they go to work and, and they're being paid, you know, to deliver sort of sexual satisfaction to a man, that, that they separate that parts of their lives. Um, and, and, and that can be done. So, you know, it's, it's not a case of everybody becomes desensitized. But... I think for me, the question that comes up is that um, men in themselves um, feel that they, they they need an industry, like they need food or water, that they need they need to be able to pay for sex because if they don't if they don't have sex, something awful might happen to everybody. I, I'm not really sure why men 
feel the need to feel that they should have to pay for it. I've heard somebody argue that the reason why they have to pay for it is because women withhold it normally, or they may not have sexual satisfaction with their wives, or they they may just feel that they're not attractive enough to be able to start a relationship and find a fulfilling relationship. Um, so it, it's something that it, it is a phenomenon, you know, around men needing sex um, as if, if, and if they don't have sex, something fundamental might happen to them. I'm not sure what evidence there is of that, but I do feel that in a society where men feel they can pay for sex, that they, I think it becomes part of their psyche where they have a right to have sex or they, they, or you can become over-sexualized. Um, we've got sex addicts, we've got sex addiction, we've got porn addiction. Um, and although adults would argue well, that's fine and that's a choice and the adults know how to maintain it, you know, that would be one side of the argument. There are others that say that it encourages um, behavior that is quite brutal at times and can lead to violence, exploitation, grooming, trafficking. So that it does have a dark history and it, and it continues to have a dark history. Um, and young women do feel concerned about the fact that they're objectified and over-sexualized. Um, so, yeah, I think we still need to have conversations about the industry and what it really supports and what message it's sending out to society. It's not just a desperate need to earn money. You know, it's actually what you're selling. So I think that um, there's been a swing towards supporting. I mean, we use the language of prostitutes as a whole language, as a whole um linguistic area of, of words that you, you use to insult women and yet we've now used the term sex worker to try to give it some kind of status that sort of says it's a serious job and it comes with certain terms and conditions it comes with certain safety um regulations however i think it still attaches itself to a lot of um abuse for women and and, and over and, and the fear of women being seen as sexual objects and that men have an entitlement to have sex and, that, and they have a strong sexual drive that is biologically given and it, and women don't so therefore there should be an industry that women deliver sex to men and, and that brings into the fore uh the objectification of women by men yeah, I mean, of course, in terms of that, if you just seem, if you just gauge women in terms of whether they're sexually pleasing or not, or whether, you know, on a, on a score of one to 10, you know, one woman who's young, useful, and, and has all the right, you know, sexualized bodies. Yeah, so women can feel very sexualized. And also, it can um, make women become more preoccupied of, of feeling that they're only powerful if they're really sexy. And and the idea of sex being so liberating, um, I, I feel that sometimes a lot of the behaviour that hides under the word liberating is quite humiliating and quite disempowering for women and limits their, their views of themselves, their self-esteem and, and what possibilities they have in life. Um, and it's not moralizing. If a woman wants to to have different partners and doesn't want to be in a committed relationship, when she has that choice, and, and and men have that choice, but it's the idea of men, 
you know, sort of taking out their money and and um and and sort of paying for a sex act, and then a woman having to wait for someone else, you know, to come in and and her body is just commodified in such a way um, that you know, sex isn't just like um, you know, you're you're so you're giving you're you're providing a service. It, it it's linked to biology. It's 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 linked to forming relationships. It's linked to very fundamental parts of us and who we are and feeling safe in the world and. Um, so it's it's you can't just use the word work on the end of it and, and assume it's like any other job, like a fireman or a policeman. I I think that's actually um, it, it's using a narrative that tries to to ignore all the other connotations around the sex industry and who's really empowered and and the impact it has on women. I actually wanted. Uh broader perspective on this particular topic and I wish I hopefully I'll uh, get some men to speak about this as well and get their opinion another thing is I've written um, I'm in touch with the chair of English collectives of prostitutes Nadine Stott so I'm still waiting for her to um, come on board so that we can actually talk about this in um, in detail, because um, I would like to look at the issue of trafficking, um, transhuman or transgender uh, in the sex trade, and also to look at the abuse and the law. Are they regulated? And if there's a regulation, is it within the um, national law mm. of the of, um, of the UK, or is it broader in terms of when we're still in the EU? Yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not sort of um, at the moment. I'm not um, up to spec on what the laws are, but I mean, I guess these organisations, what they're trying to do is to make that type of work as safe as possible, um, and to create a kind of uh, like a union, really, that you've got people to represent you to ensure that you're you're not going to be exploited because it's very easy to exploit a woman. In, in those terms and also for our own physical safety and also in terms of having proper health checks because you know the, it, it's 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 um there are risks in this kind of work so i think the collective provides that um and i suppose it's better than being in a sort of back streets or and, and maybe women would you know would be even more vulnerable so but but you know the the conversation in terms of what I'm coming up with is the work that I've done as a therapist, looking at women who worked as sex workers, and some of the emotional psychological scarring, and the fact that um, it wouldn't have been the first choice. And uh, you know, it's not all glamour and escort girls, and and um, you know, sort of making a, an incredible amount of money, you know, in a very short time. It's also a picture of men seeing women as sex objects, feeling that they're entitled to them um disrespect in them i mean how many men will go to to a sex worker and then brag about it with their friends and sort of run them down how many times i mean there's this thing with trump saying he went out with a porn star you know they never mention her name the fact that she's a porn star it's almost like oh she was asking for it you know so that women have been so denigrated and, and abused and then using the word like whore you know that would be a term of from of, of, um, in, in, insult and, and degradation and yet 
we've got a legal profession called the sex workers. So, you know, men, they may pay for it, but they're not respecting of it. And they, they can be quite abusive towards women. And I have heard that some men don't pay to have sex. They pay the woman so they can walk away without any consequences. Um, so that, and, and I don't, I feel that with, for women in that position, um, it can make women overall feel, feel intimidated um, because men, again, it entitles them to see women as sex objects and the fact that they can buy it if they want or if their wife won't give it to them, they go out and find a hooker because it is available. Uh, it does make me as a woman feel quite um, uh, vulnerable and 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 um, it saddens me that women have to choose sometimes to go into that profession out of desperation. The idea that a woman cannot earn enough because she's a, maybe a single parent and she's struggling. Or there's um, there was the um, growth of when they increased student fees, they had women online. Now we've got when we're sort of on the internet, we've got social media, who would be selling uh, selling their virginity online to the highest bidder because they're desperate to support themselves through university. And I've heard some newspapers um, have literally tried to glamorize it. Um, you know, lovely young new bar student selling her body and feeling quite powerful. Uh, and I'm wondering how, why did they flip the narrative to make, to turn something that is can be really um, abusive into something that can be quite glamorous? It, it, it's, a, you know, sort of concern the way it's just trivialized and glamorized when there's so much um, abuse within the industry and also generally around women and, and sex and rape in society. Yeah, they've actually glamorized um, the sex trade. We you now have what we call the holy fans, whereby women can expose or exhibit their bodies and they get paid for it it's like a membership site it could be your it could be your um legs well i mean in a way yeah again that's, that's another manifestation of women being over sexualized but at least in terms of the fact that men cannot physically touch them um, and women are exploiting it. So what women are doing is, and young, particularly young women, they, they see, they, they're looking at the world, they think, well, I can exploit that, that, you know, that's, an, and they, and some of them feel it's an artistic expression. Some of them feel, well, like, I get loads of money, why not? It thrills them. And at least they're at one remove in terms of being on, on the internet. But again, that feeds into the wider kind of narrative about, pornography online and it being harmless and adults making adult choices um but i i mean like what is it, it like porn is one of the most statistically one of the most um clicked on kind of um web websites and 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 whatever it's most popular so it yeah I, it just kind of worrying i think it needs to be addressed in terms of the consequences it has for society at large um the relationships between men and women some of the young men that I speak to actually feel that women have all the control that that men are at a disadvantage because women can refuse it um they can say no they they have a right to say no and you just wonder well then what is it you know why, why have they got this conflict between them around intimacy and sexuality why is it that men still feel that 
they have a greater need? Is that biologically proved or is that just about power? So it's not like men are wired to biologically have a need to to pay for sex because that's not the case. So I do think we need conversations about not just why yeah about why why it has why it's now being glamorized or turned into a profession or a career option for women and um having said that i was also thinking does it state does it show the state of our society it does it portray the state of society it's difficult because it, it shows i mean it you know, if I was to go and do a real kind of heavy research on this and look at the different countries and compare countries and cultures, um, you know, some people say, oh, it's the oldest profession in the world, um, as if that kind of justifies its existence. Um, so is marriage a very old institution and different types of marriages where you could, it, it, it indicates, I suppose, still the fact that women, that men are entitled to have sex and, if, um, and, and it's something that they can pay for. It's not just part of an intimate relationship. Um, and in fact, some men find it, um, I mean, easier to, to maybe to, to be excited by a prostitute than by their wives. You know, it, it has implications on, on not just society, but on, on the intimacy and on the way men feel about themselves. Um, and just the way men, you know, see women, they don't, you know, what's so ironic about this is that men usually don't um i know that some women say they have their husband and he's quite happy for them to do the sex work um because you know they can compartmentalize it and it doesn't desensitize them but overall um you know most men wouldn't grow up and say that you know i've advised my daughter to become a sex worker as a good career option so um you know there are questions around what it means what it means to be a sex worker in a community how you feel integrated into that community, how you can share what you do in that community. Do you go around to schools and you and, and become part of the career service? Do you, you know, advertise for it and, and encourage young women to go into the trade because it's full of opportunities and career progression? I am not sure. So as a therapist, what are the um, mental health issues sex workers encounter? Well, I mean, I think sex workers who are belonging, I think that I understand why they want to decriminalise it, because they want to say, to create, create and provide um, safety conditions, and which is fine, because you, women need to feel safe if they're going to work in this vulnerable trade. And some of them manage it. And also they try to get rid of the stigma that they shouldn't feel ashamed. It's a, it's a career choice. Um, but just from my experience as a therapist, and, I, and as I said today, we're not, we're not coming to say we're just giving a perspective and we're trying to open some conversations around it um and i could be proved wrong in many cases but some of the women i've worked with um and particularly when i was doing drug and alcohol and and they were selling themselves for because they needed drugs um 
it, it wasn't always a career choice. It was a, it was a desperate choice. And um, so that, that's been the clientele that I work with. So I can't talk for other women. I mean, some women will say, I'm absolutely fine. It was the best thing I ever did. I felt liberated. I found myself. I didn't have any confidence. And I do remember a client saying that um, she had real issues with herself, her looks, everything about her. And then when she became a sex worker, she suddenly felt confident. Although she did say in the end that there was a, she had to keep it secret from the family and she, and she would go and do compulsive things like shop. It, it, it was something about the money that she earned um, providing sexual satisfaction for men it was difficult for her. But there are other women, and I've heard that, and I've heard arguments about it, they, that they're very level-headed, they could be graduates. There was that doctor that used... Um, called the escort I don't know what she called but she was very in control and she had men sexually to engage with and she felt very empowered so that they might say well I was absolutely fine and to me you know it's a choice you've got to be smart you've got to join the right organization and um I think I'm doing a very vital service and men are really desperate and sad and they need sex and they need and company and, and they can't get that from their wives or they they haven't got girlfriends and they they sort of feel that their service is completely legitimate and, and necessary so i'm just saying that there are other sides to this and there is a bit of a concern about trying to glamorize it in some respects and and normalize it when underneath i still feel that it gives a message to men that um they've got strong sexual urges and if they've got money they will pay for it to satisfy them um don't know what that says about society and, and men and women. What mental health issues do women who work in the sex trade encounter or come up with? Well, I mean, that's quite a difficult question because it's not like, oh, doing sex work itself gives you mental health issues. What, what around it, you know, the reasons why you went into it, you may have issues around drug and alcohol. You may have issues around trying to earn a living desperately, feeling disempowered. You may have issues of shame because you have to hide it from your family. You may have um, been in abusive relationships when you were younger. Um, you may have self-esteem problems. You may feel that you have no other alternatives. So in terms of mental health, it, it, you could feel that you may feel uh, that you're, you're feeling anxious or you're shamed. Um and I suppose, you know, despite the fact that it does go on, I, I would argue that, yeah, legalizing it and trying to organize um, places which make women feel safer and they can talk about it is, is probably a, a healthy thing so that women don't feel isolated. They, because you have the, um, the image of a, of a woman walking the streets and a guy pulling up and this could lead to violence so the, the in terms of self-esteem in terms of shame in terms of um of, of feeling that you've got to hide um th this could create anxieties and an impact on their and their mental well-being this is quite a sensitive um topic and i'm going to be exploring this further because i still need to get um like I said, Nadine's thoughts and also some men to kind of air their own views why they resort to sex workers for sex. Some people, I've heard uh, people, some men say that, you know, it's a way of keeping their marriage. 
especially if their wives can't satisfy them. I don't know how true that is. So that's yeah, I mean, a, a that, topic that for would, another day. Yeah. yeah. No, no, no. I mean, and unfortunately, we don't have anyone here to... I'm not sort of arguing against it per se. I'm arguing that we need some conversations about the implications it can have for society, for men, for women. And um, perhaps some wives would, would prefer their, their husbands to go to sex workers because they're not interested in sex or they're too exhausted. So um, it, it, it's not it's not a black and white issue. It's not, oh, that's wrong, that's right. It, it, it's complex. Yes, but it overall, is. My argument is that um, we still need conversations around the way that men somehow feel entitled to sex. Um, what about intimacy? What about affection? What about love? What about romance? It, it's a bit sort of biological. I'll just have some sex and then I'll pay for it and I'll walk away. Um, does this increase their appetites? Does this make them more needing sex? You know, it, 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 it's, it's does they do they see women as, as really, you know, one of the main roles of women is to satisfy men sexually? Um, I, you know, I, it, it, there are lots of questions around this. How we perceive masculinity, femininity, men's roles, women's roles. Um, why, you know, you could say that men could go and relieve themselves themselves. You don't need necessarily another body. Um, what should, what would somebody refer it to? Yeah. Um, it, um, so it, it can get quite dark. But, but yeah, definitely, it's a conversation where we're going to have many sides, many opinions, but um, we still need conversations that, that challenge it as a profession. Yes, that's quite uh, correct. That's why I said um, I'll be getting, um, subsequently, be getting um, the chair of um, the English collectives of prostitutes on board, as well as some men to come and hear their views. Because there are lots of questions, there are lots of um, exploration that needs to be to be done on this particular topic. Yeah, um, absolutely. Have you? Do you know of any um, books or any insight into this particular topic? You know, obviously, I've just come here today just to sort of give a perspective, but um, there are definitely are books out there. I, I, you know, if I could come on another time, I, I haven't come on as an academic or as somebody with statistics, but yeah. I am talking anecdotally and through work as a therapist. So this is my opinion; it is not backed up by research. But having said that, there are there are there's research out there on the nature of sex, sexuality, prostitution legalizing it the pros the cons some women who feel it's damaging others argue that it isn't so there's a myriad of, of different aspects to this whole um sex work industry a man's attitude to women as a consequence um so there's a lot of research and a lot of different opinions and arguments around it which is which is great but um i suppose you know as with your podcast, you, we need to keep those perspectives alive and we need to ask questions. And definitely, you know, if anyone's listening to this and they haven't got their opinion and they're just open-minded, you know, do the research, form your own opinions about it. Just be aware that, you know, that there's not one is right and one is wrong, but you need to think critically about it, who you are, what you are, and what you think of it. It's not about casting judgment on women who work in sex work at all we're looking at it as an industry and we're looking at it in terms of relationships between men and women and men's entitlement to 
two sects, um, the, the um, grooming industry, the trafficking industry, and some of this dark stuff that can come out of man's um, entitlement or need for, for, for sexual um, gratification. Gratification, so, yeah. Um, and it's also that, prone to abuse as well. Yeah. So, you know, I, I would totally support women in any choice that they've made in that way and, and wish them safety. But I just want to let other voices come through and, and not to feel that it's this glamorous, wonderful profession that sometimes it can be portrayed as by, particularly by men who probably enjoy the fact that they can have a, you know, um, a place they can go to and pay for and pay for sex and just walk away. Um, it, there are many different types of sex work, sex workers. And um, there are many women that go into it, I think, for the wrong reasons and not out of choice, out of desperation. And um, I feel that they are exploited. So we need to look at that too and not over glamorize it. Um, I'll justify it as a, as a career choice. Thank you so much, Sharon. You're welcome. Listeners, if you've got any opinion, if you've got any comment to make with regards to this particular episode, kindly go to risingaboveshadowsofabuse at gmail.com using the hashtag comments or story. What are your views? If you can pay for it, you can rape for it. What do you think? Thank you, listeners. This has been Grace Upper for Raza, Rising Above Shadows of Abuse. See you on our next episode. Be safe and be positive. Bye for now.